1: live from studio 6b on a friday night glad you're in well rick emirati's off having some uh well i guess he's having what car issues right gee he's got other things he's got bird issues car issues all kinds of issues tonight
2: yeah a bit of a double whammy for yeah him
1: tonight. Part of, yeah exactly a double whammy hope everything's gonna be all right with him uh sounds like it will be though uh paul's off And uh, Rick Delgado might be joining us in a little bit. So I'm riding solo here to start the show, which is fine because there's lots to talk about. Uh, Mainly, of course, it would be our president, which we're getting to the point with this guy where, um, I mean, I know it provides us crazy towns and stuff, but I'm, I'm almost getting to the point where I'm having a hard time juxtaposing the 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 comedy that is joe biden against the national disgrace that is joe biden i mean his performance today in some of these speeches i, now, I don't know if maybe his um, his people are just doing a really lousy job of keeping his schedule and keeping his keeping him upright or what but i mean his speech today before he left israel was just mind-bending. I mean, getting lost in the middle of the speech, coughing where he can't get it back together, trying to explain to us while he's having this coughing fit what he says he's swallowing his own saliva. He can't... Uh... And then it was like he thought to himself, well, let's, let's see here. In the last week, who have we not pissed off? My wife... Um... Yeah, I mean, this is what it looked like. I mean, he just looked like he was struggling so bad to even complete sentences. His eyes were glazing all over the place. Just a constant struggle to even make sense. And then he's, they must have said to him, who have, I mean, your wife just called Hispanics breakfast tacos. Your administration is, um, now you're targeting Medicare premium hikes. As I've talked about with inflation, he's going to have to target middle-class tax hikes pretty soon if someone around him actually knew what the hell they were talking about. Well, today he figured, oh, I'm in Israel, let me go after the Jews. Because the statement he made about his own
3: heritage and comparing it to
1: um, Palestinians, it's got to be one of the more face-planting comments I think I've ever heard on the national stage. I mean, it's just not tenable anymore. With the, I mean, it's really seriously getting to the point, and, and you wonder why Gavin Newsom's over at the White House. When um, Biden's out of town, all of a sudden this guy shows up, and he says, "Well, I was there talking to Ron Klein about um, homelessness in California."
3: You think Don't that's forget true? that one.
1: And Then he then he does this. Could could, could a president go into uh, a scenario like this on the world stage from from a bigger position of weakness? than biden does first of all he tries to be tough guy with the whole pariah state thing then he's asked about meeting with mbs and he says oh no i'm not even going to meet with him i'm just happened to go into this meeting that he's just happened going to be there then on the plane there from israel we basically hear that this trip is really useless because he's not he's not going to get anything as widely reported today as he's flying there they're not going to concede on anything. They're not going to give him more oil. He's going to go there and bend the knee or, or, or uh, fist bump his way to nothing. So he goes in from a total position of weakness, total position of weakness. As much as you can, he goes in
3: there. He doesn't have the... whatever you want to call it, to go in there and stand
1: up to them? If behind closed doors they're going to question, well, do you still think we're a pariah state, Mr. President? Do you think he's going to stand up for those kind of comments and stand up for this country and those kind of meetings? He'd get eaten alive. Speaking of, no pun intended.
3: So what is the point of this trip? What has been the point? to just embarrass us because that's all I can figure he's done. He's going to get nothing out of it. Red state today. Biden blows it again. Useless Middle Middle East trip. I mean, as he's flying there, we hear that there's
1: going to be no deal. They've already decided. Jake Sullivan well, there's going to be nothing really consequential that we're going to be able to announce on, a, on, a, on, on the world stage here while he's there. Well, so then
3: what's he doing? Well, what is he going to do? And, of course, they sit down. Let us see if I can pull this up here.
1: They sit down, and what's the first thing, of course, that's, that, that, he, that he has to deal with?
4: President Biden,
5: is Saudi Arabia still a pariah. President Biden,
1: thank you, thank you, thank you, Saudi Arabia is still a pariah.
6: Excuse
1: me. So that's the first thing he's—that's the first thing he hears when he sits down. Then uh, Peter Alexander from NBC yelled uh to i guess to mbs or to somebody about jamal khashoggi and does anybody think that biden on the world stage which is one of the tougher jobs any president has now most presidents will will go overseas and take america's um you know kind of what we believe in with him of course biden doesn't really believe in anything that most americans believe in as far as the country so it's maybe different for him but that's one of the tougher things the president does is to go over there with uh and deal with you know the human rights of all these places and how you confront that does anyone think biden can confront that there's one person you were going to send into any of these meetings you'd have trump on one end of the scale that you'd have no problem sending him into anything because he'll deal with anybody say anything stand up to anybody. And basically tell him how it's going to be. And we've heard multiple stories of how he's dealt with some of these criminals around the world and how he's dealt with them. He's told us some of these stories at CPAC and other places. Mr. President, why do you show me a picture of my house? I mean, Biden, what position does Biden go into any of these meetings having? He looks weak, frail, and pathetic. Think he's going to stand up to somebody like MBS? I mean, come on, who can even take that seriously? For five minutes, could you think of that? The guy couldn't even admit he was going to meet with him when asked about it. He tried to shun away from it. Well, I'm going to an international meeting, and he's just going to happen to be there. Okay, so then this is what we get today. So now he's going to meet with him. What do we think he's going to get out of it? They already announced he's going to get nothing out of it. Joe, Joe Biden has been the Middle East, at least in part, to talk with Saudi Arabia about increasing oil production. Biden went hat in hand, despite the United States having the capacity to provide ourselves if he would take his boot off the neck of domestic production, which I've said multiple times. He choked it out from day one. We went from being a a bigger energy exporter than Saudi Arabia. Just Just think about this. We were an energy independent, almost superpower under President Trump. And if you think about where he started coming out of the Obama administration, it just shows what you can actually get done when you believe in the power of America. And Biden, of course, just, just the opposite because of his, his utopia green agenda and the, the lunatics in his party screaming at him all the time about it. And you think of where we were with energy under President Trump and where we are now with this guy going overseas to bend the knee to ask for more oil when we could clearly deal with it ourselves and we don't need them. We, we were at a position where he took over that we did not need him to take this trip. We did not need him to, to beg anybody for anything having to do with energy. But because ideology comes first for him and his party over anything else, and he can't stand up to the left, even the left of him, if that's even possible anymore to be left of him, but it is. He can't stand up to them. So here we are, begging people for oil. While gas is at 7 $8 a gallon in some places, 5 6 in others. The only reason it's coming down is because the market's doing the work for him. Nothing he's done. Crude is down from 140, 130, whatever it is, down back into the 90s. That's nothing he's done. Nothing he's done. So the market's doing some of the work for him.
3: But he just goes in from a total position
1: of weakness. Red State, again, he went in despite previously declaring he would make Saudi Arabia a pariah in the world over the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. He went, despite a conversation with French President Macron, he told him the Saudis were basically at capacity. Well, now, according to Bloomberg, people are saying that Biden will leave without any public announcement about increasing oil supply. And that's exactly what we heard today coming off the plane, before he even landed. I heard Peter Ducey on Fox. I heard people on Bloomberg. I saw CNBC that we were going to get basically nothing out of this. No public announcements on increasing oil supply. So what's the point of this trip, if that's true? Biden knew that that would likely be the result, yet whatever supposed principles he had, he threw them under the bus and went, And anyway, well, he has no principles. He's flip-flopped on every old tape you can find of Biden. He's flip-flopped to every position to try to to try to suffice the radical left of his party that is even more left than he is. The only one that has even some semblance of sanity, and he's not fooling me with how much of it, but he at least has some Is Manchin, who threw cold water on the whole party again today that we'll get to. And then, of course, they say the solution here is right at home, which we know. And as I just discussed under President Trump, we were an energy superpower. Oil, natural gas. We had more natural gas than any place we could
3: supply the world.
1: Oil, fracking, drilling, where we would be now with another, if, if President Trump was still in office, everything would be open, everything would be f- freely flowing. And there'd be no need for a trip like this. For this fool looking weak and fragile who can barely speak, coughing up a lung,
3: look sick, sound sick to
1: go in there and bend the knee to these, to, these, to, to these people when there's no reason for it at all. All right, we'll continue on this. Rick Delgado will join us in a little bit. We'll do some more news. Crazy towns today. Biden in Israel was a dis, uh, just... Uh, why Newsom's at the White House. If you don't see it, I don't know what to tell you. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night, talking about – well, Biden today, it's just, I don't, I, I don't, you know, just becoming unsustainable. It really is becoming unsustainable. I don't know. I don't even know. Um, now, maybe it's just the travel and it's the overseas deal and he's just, it just brings out and shows the worst in his health.
6: I mean, you can only, you can't fly internationally and be quick on your feet at that age, especially with his issues.
1: Yeah. I mean... I I don't know. I'm so uh, you know It's like almost you get torn up about it because it's like when is when do we declare this guy a national security risk? Like our enemies are looking at this I mean good god. I mean just think about the fact that if something was to happen to this guy for whatever reason, and I'm certainly not wishing that and I'm not even I'm not even going to joke about it. But let's just say this guy comes becomes incapacitated at some point. I mean what is the transfer of government here and then we then we have a president harris and then
3: i mean it is a it is a unsettling thought to say the least to think about the
1: the levels of power here that would pass through from him to her to pelosi what they would do if she became president. Like, really, what is going on behind the scenes here? And at what, pe- what point, I mean, I, this is why we despise the media. Because where is the media pressing on, is this guy truly okay? What is going on? It, he's deteriorating in front of all of our eyes on a daily basis.
3: When, when do we get
1: some answers? Don't we deserve to know the, the true mental state and physical capacity of the president of the United States? I think we do. And it really should be the media doing that job. But of course, we know that they won't, and we know why they won't. Because
3: they're not in search of facts or truth anymore.
1: They're in search of making sure their own agenda is on par with their party, which is the Democratic Party.
3: That's right, it sucks.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It's really, it's, it's almost past the comedic value of him to us on a daily basis. When I watch him today, I, I'm really watching going, my God.
3: What is going on here?
1: And then, again, I just bring up, why is Gavin Newsom at the White House? What is going on? What's going on behind the scenes? What
3: what wheels are in motion? If any. You think he flew to— You're the governor of the biggest state in the
1: country. Why would you fly to D.C. to go to the White House when you know the president's not going to be there?
6: There's no better time to visit the White House.
1: I guess if you're looking for a new gig, yeah. Yeah, you're going to go speak to Ron Klain. He flew all the way to Washington to talk to Ron Klain about homelessness in L.A. Hey, Ron, I want to talk to you about homelessness in L.A. I mean,
3: can't do it over the phone? We see the
1: ads he's taken out in in, in Florida and other places. He's... You're looking at, I think, what the party wants... I think this party has some plans for this this lunatic, which really is a whole nother story, which I just say, bring it on. Please let him be any part of whatever you're going to push.
6: They have to be looking for someone to fill in for any, any new candidate because they're not going to want to push for Biden in the next election. They certainly don't want Harris in the next election. So anyone else they can throw in there.
1: Yeah, he's got he's to be at the top of the list. And I say good
3: by the way, good.
1: But my God, Biden, Biden is just, so here, here's, here's the comment of the day. And this is what I said. It's like, they said to themselves, who haven't we pissed off yet? Let's, 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 okay, well, we're, we're in East Jerusalem. Let's go for the Jews today. Here, this is the comment we got from him today.
5: I, uh, my background and the background of my family is Irish American. And uh, we uh, have a a long history of uh, not fundamentally unlike the Palestinian people with uh, Great Britain and their attitude toward Irish Catholics over the years for 400 years.
1: Did he ad-lib that? Was that actually written for him? That can't be, that could not have been written for him.
2: I mean, he is known to shoehorn the Irish into everything that he does and
1: says. Unlike the Palest, not unlike the Palestinian people, he says, standing in East Jerusalem, he's going to compare. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say about
3: that. I saw
1: Ben Shapiro said, "Oh, he was so close to getting out of there, without doing anything," and then this. As I, I think he said some things that
3: actually. People like Ben Shapiro and others were said, you know, good for him. But uh, then he says this, and it's just like another. It's just a facepalm moment of, of what? But you
1: hear this, you hear the, the, you hear him. Like it's just, it's almost slow, right? I mean, it's almost like slower and more strenuous to get the words out. What's the LOL of the day, G? Let me, let, me, let me also play this now because this goes right in line with uh, with what we're talking about here. Roll that.
5: When I came to office, I reserved the policy. I reversed the policy. of my okay, predecessor. Can we
1: stop this for a second? I just want to stop it. Do you hear his delivery right here?
5: I, I, I don't... I, I don't
1: know if this is earlier in the day or what happened, just go back a little bit and just play his delivery there. And then I'm gonna go back and play this delivery. Just play a little bit of that
5: hymn. When I I came to office, I reserved the policy. I reversed the policies of my predecessor.
1: Okay, now stop it. Now bring it over to this. Now just listen to the difference.
5: I, uh, my background and the background of my family is Irish American. And uh, we uh, have a, uh, a long history.
1: Uh, like what is going on?
3: It's like two different people. Even not that any of them are great. Go back to yours. Go ahead.
5: When I came to office, I reserved the policy. I reversed the policies of my predecessor and resumed aid to the Palestinians. More than a half a billion dollars in 2021. That's support for the economic development of the Palestinian people, to strengthen Palestinian security, to provide food for people to eat, to respond to the pandemic, including donating more than 1 million doses of COVID-19. Donating more than 1 million doses of COVID-19 to the West Bank and Gaza.
1: Sure, they're thankful for that. Thanks for the COVID, Joe. But I mean, is, is, the, is the delivery or the time of day or the amount of medicine he has in him, what, what else could be going on? That sounds like two different people. I mean, I'm sorry, we all get tired at the end of the day. We don't talk that different. Our deliveries not that much different. Like, what is the difference
3: in those two deliveries? If it's not, if it's not something medically.
1: Gee, am I crazy? Or no, do you no, it?
2: I definitely hear it. I Clear mean, as
1: day, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Who knows if he's medicated? If it's a jet lag thing? Uh, just age? I, I don't know.
1: More clips from his uh, horrendous day today that he's going to get nothing out of.
5: The best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, from from. Char excuse me, from Charlotte, one, and, uh, another line going from in Florida down to Tampa. Of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. The idea that um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, Um, what am I doing here for two reasons, one to, we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, uh, um, let me say another way, but the nature, not a solid meeting with, um, with, uh, the, uh, They make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. We want to expand pre-K for three- and four-year-olds, millions of pre-care. The... um...
1: Oh my god that's just brutal brutal and just brutal not funny but it's the world but it's where we are and um it's not something that we should um uh, the level of decline that we're seeing on a daily and weekly basis the, the issue is uh, who 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 addresses this I mean, we could talk about it every night but who, is gonna, who addresses it? The media refuses to do their job. They're the only ones who can press the issue. Whether it's in the briefing room, whether it's with him directly, whether it's with somebody. Talk about it on these nightly shows, but no one will talk about it. Yeah, they'll talk about it in a 15-second passing little... But there's no pressure being put on these people. Meanwhile, you can think back to President Trump and Ronnie jo- Jackson. When he was the White House doctor, and you could think about all the times in the press briefing room that he was questioned about President Trump, his mental fitness, his physical fitness., now, "When are we going to see this? When are we going to see that? You had Dr. Bandy Lee. She was the shiny object of the day. She was, she was giving us reports on the president, and she's never even met him or seen him. The media didn't care. One thing after another. Look at the way he drinks. Look at the way he picks up a cup of water. Look at the way he walks down the ramp. Look at every Everything was under the microscope. And of course, if you have any common sense and you look at President Trump objectively, what's the most you could say? Maybe you need to lose a little weight? Well, we could all say that. Some of us more than others. Do we think there's a, President Trump mentally is not all there? Listen to the man. And compare him to Biden. But yet, there's no questions about Biden. We don't want to know this. We don't want to know that. Exactly. Everything, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's always oh, foot got caught. Oh, is this got caught. And it's, oh, don't worry about his speech patterns. It's just, uh, it's old Joe being Joe. Well, if you can't hear the difference in those two deliveries that I played today, that we, from the same day, Within hours of each other.
3: Here's the other disgrace that happened today. And, and I swear part of me thinks that they actually... I don't know.
1: Now I'm, now I'm putting a tinfoil hat on that they did this on purpose. They played our anthem to the quality of the man representing the office. Here was the, here was the reception Biden got today from the Palestinian, Palestinian Authority. I'm not even going to play anymore because. I mean, what the hell is that? Sounds like a middle school band. Yeah, sounds like they got the fourth grade band from. Long Island, uh, whatever, to come in and play
3: it. And I'm looking at that going, number one, either they're
1: doing it and playing it like that on purpose, because they figured, let's play the anthem to the level of the guy who represents the office. That's about what it would you would play it like.
3: I mean, President Trump may have walked away if they played that or stopped them. And that's a disgrace. But this is Joe Biden on the world stage.
1: You could point to these things and go, well, it's just one thing. It says, well, put it all together, and what do we got? Frail and pathetic, and getting nothing done, and getting nothing out of this trip other than sound bites and clips. For us to go and look and say what the hell's going on in this country right now
3: so that i mean that
1: was the majority of biden's day then he landed in saudi arabia i showed you what what happened he's going to leave there and we're going to have basically nothing there's going to be no announcements on anything having to do with energy or oil and as we discussed, he shouldn't even be over there begging for it anyways. But his, his, he won't take his hands off the throat of our energy independence here in the country. He refuses to do it. Because of his party, because of his green
3: energy utopia.
1: And that's where we're at. And, ju- and not to jump around, by the way, here's, here's the actual... Here's Mr. Tough Guy when he got there. Mr. First of all, I'm not even going to meet with him. He's in a fist bump. At least he knew where to walk. He didn't get lost going in as he got lost coming off of every stage he gave his speech at.
3: Here's quickly... Uh,
2: we're we're their, for
1: cutting the cost. Their party in their green agenda, why they can't get away from it. Listen to this clip.
2: Because when you have an electric vehicle, then you're also going to be able to, to save on gas, but you've got to be able to afford it in the first place. Right. right? Oh. Now, we're actually starting to see on some models the, the costs come to where even if the, the, your car payment's a little higher, your gas payment will be a little lower and you oh, come out ahead. But the prices still need to come down mm-hmm. for most Americans to be able to get in an EV. Uh, we're, we're for cutting the cost.
1: Okay. yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a great plan. Sounds like a great plan. All right. Um, Don Thompson, the great Don Thompson, has been talking to conservative women across this country and he put together a great, great piece. Uh, conservative women around this country, Rolichi.
7: What's going right in the country is people are beginning to wake up, they're getting involved on the local levels, they're beginning to vet their candidates
8: and more and more people are realizing that America first candidates are what they need. I think our constitution that was founded many years ago by our founding fathers uh, is what's going right because we still have our freedoms and liberties in this nation. There are
5: some some good things going on and I think with um, all the patriots and people that are waking up to reality, we were asleep for so long, I was raising my children, I wasn't paying attention.
4: Uh, About the only thing I can see going right is that finally American voters are going to show up at the polls. I think that we are really touching the American people and getting their attention. Um, Working class people have realized that they need to show up and let their voice be heard.
8: I would say God's on the move. We saw it with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and I believe the dominoes are falling, so look up because we have hope.
5: Everything that's happened has made us wake up and realize we're a God-fearing country, and we
7: realize now what we've lost. People are waking up to what's really happening and what happened
8: in the 2020 election. But I do believe that our foundation is secure. Our foundation that we were founded on by our founding fathers is secure in that we have those godly principles. We have um, the founding of our country that was based on men that really loved God and believed in God. So I think that's going right.
7: Where do I start with what's going wrong with the country today? Our borders are getting flooded. We have highest inflation ever. We have corrupt officials who just cover things up. We have election integrity laws that need to be paid attention to. So every, every aspect of our country is falling We're bleeding at the jugular. The Biden pres- presidency is going wrong. Um, I feel like we are in an evil kingdom with an evil king. Um, it's becoming a dictatorship, and if things don't turn around very quickly, we're going to end up not having a country anymore. We have a real problem within the GOP with rhinos who are just—they're—they're they're tied to globalists, and it's one agenda for them, and it's not right for the common man. I just feel like.
5: People are so divided. The, the, the division in this country has, has um, it's divided families. People
7: struggling, just everyday people can't even get to work. They can't afford anything um, and it just keeps getting worse it seems.
4: The current economic situation of the country is breaking America's backbone. And it's taking an effect with retired working class people and we have to put a stop to it.
7: Inflation, Biden's policies, gas prices, grocery prices, housing prices. Our beliefs, our trust, our morals aren't being taught in schools anymore. And this is something that we need to bring back as Americans. In God we trust.
8: I really want us to return to our values. And I think God, country, faith, freedom, all those liberties, um, our religious liberties, also are being undermined, and I feel like we need to return to our values as a nation.
7: I would say America, we have had these problems before, and we will get our country back. Research the candidates that are up for election, be involved, uh, Republican, Democrat, independent, find out what their background is, and choose the right candidate for the job.
4: Um, the American people have realized they have to show up to the polls. They need to vote, they need to get their word out, they need to make the choices and they're really finding that this is true and I think we're going to see it in November. You must get
7: involved on any level you can, whether it's talking to a neighbor, whether it's turning people on to different news outlets other than mainstream media, but have hope. Get out and vote. Don't assume that even in the primaries coming up, that things will go right, and we might end up with some rhinos in office in the Republican side, and that's very dangerous as well.
4: American people are showing up at the polls. They're voting, they're getting their voice out, they're gonna make a difference. We're gonna see all that in November. I love you, Donald. Bring it back, bring our gas prices down.
7: Just bring back America. God God bless bless America. America!
1: all right 13 to the hour live from studio 6b on a friday night real america's voice dish network channel 219 pluto tv channel 240 samsung tv plus channel 1029 we're going to um hook up with ed henry and karen turk who of course are out at freedom fest here at the bottom of the hour 9 30 so make sure you stay tuned for that rick delgado's here he's got a what even is that coming up at nine yeah. o'clock top of the hour you don't want to miss that yeah. uh, how are you
9: i am good and uh, I'm sorry I ran a little late. I did catch the end of that uh, or or most of the uh, package that you ran.
1: Yeah, so here's um, what I've talked about so far in the show. I watched Biden today, and as I do every, most days, and most days when he's here in the White House, it's just I play off his ramblings and whatever to, you know, he's just lost and don't think much about it. But I, I have to say his performance on this trip has got to be um, more concerning than anything we've seen before. He is lost. He, it's, this is not tenable, and we cannot continue like this. He is struggling to know where to go. He is struggling to speak in complete sentences. He is shaking hands with people who are not there. I mean, it has really become disturbing to me, and I think, I mean, look at this. This is all day today. He can't get his breath. He's choking on his own saliva, as he tells us, like TMI, Joe, but fine, okay. (laughs) He's all over the map. His thoughts are not even coherent.
9: Well, I mean, look, uh, uh, the guy's 80 years old. He's obviously suffering from, uh, you know, cognitive decline, and they've got him on a schedule where he's traveling. Um, My mom's 80 years old. She doesn't leave the house too often, and, uh, you know, she doesn't cough nearly as much as this guy. At some point, though, I
1: guess my biggest question is when does anyone other than conservative talk become uh, to the point where they really want to start to press the issue with the press corps and say, why don't you do your job like you tried to do with Trump and you were worried about every glass he picked up and ramp he walked down and anything else. When is someone going to start pressing the issue with the White House saying, uh, guys, does anyone notice that this is getting progressively worse, at least to the, to the public eye? Maybe the last two basis? years of
2: his term
9: will be weakened at Bernie's. Yeah.
1: I mean, really, that's not, I mean, that, I don't even think the that's first a first
5: years.
9: And, and to be honest, you know, I've seen some of the, uh, it's starting to seep out into the mainstream media. The, the you know, the protect at, at all costs, the Democrat media, um, they are starting to kind of go there. They're starting to mention things. You know, you couple that with what we're seeing around the world. Boris Johnson kicked out. The guy from Sri Lanka running for the hills. You got the Italy. What was it? The prime minister submitted his letter of resignation. Things are starting to happen around the world, and it's starting to kind of pick up some speed. I, I don't know if it's going to translate to where the media here is finally going to start, like you said, kind of put them to the put those questions out there and be like, "Look, what's going on with this guy? And what's your next act? What, uh, what are we doing with this? Because we this is this is not sustainable." the way he is going, the way he's going is not sustainable. They know that we we've known that since, since the beginning. Um, the only question is what are they going to do about it? And I think that's probably what's holding them up is they don't know what to do about it. Cause Kamala is a bigger disaster. Well, I was
1: just saying that when you think about on, on an all serious note, not joking aside, and I'm not wishing this, but can you imagine it? God forbid Something happened to this guy. Whether it was whether it was mentally, something happened. He had a stroke. I mean, who knows? At this age, anything can happen on any day. We all know that. I don't care. He's got the best doctors in the world. Age is gonna it catches up with all of us at some point. But can you imagine the when you think about the the power structure of him, then yeah. to her, then, then to you- Pelosi, Pelosi, then what would what do they do? Newsom's at the White House. I've been talking about that. Why is he there? He's not there to talk to Ron Klain about California.
9: Come on. And he's not there to meet with the president. The president's not there. So who is he there meeting with?
1: Yeah, he says he's meeting with Ron Klain to talk about homelessness in California. I mean, uh, you know, know, okay.
9: Ron Klain's leaving.
1: Well, I'm there to talk to him about uh, homelessness in New York too. I mean, what? What? Who believes that he's there to talk about taking some position or something? I would have to think. When they, get, when they dump Biden like a bad habit, which they've got to get closer to doing. But I don't know. This it's guy, like, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's really the level of concern has got to be raised up after what we saw today.
9: A scary situation. And I don't
1: want to base it all on one day, but this is a bad day. This is a bad day, specifically to come out of there with nothing, by the way. What's the point of this? Just to make us look like fools on the, on the, on the uh, world stage? Think about President Trump and the Abraham Accords. If this guy wanted to do one thing, what he could be doing is trying to cut another one of those deals with Saudi Arabia and Israel. How about that?
3: That's not even brought up.
1: Which, by the way, President Trump would have had by now. That would have been the, the next one. He was already working on it. Think Biden could pick up the ball and run? Of course not. No. He wants to compare his Irish heritage to the Palestinians while he's standing in East Jerusalem. Uh, I mean, uh, you just... I, I don't know.
9: Yeah, you can't make it up.
1: You can't make it up is right. Um, All right, a couple of the clips from him, as painful as they are. Uh, cut one, G. Now we're back to the old two-state solution again, I guess. Let me hear this.
5: It's good to see you again, my friend. Uh, okay, so this is the one folks. where
1: he actually talks like he's actually... He, they have the right amount of drugs in them, or he got some sleep or something, because this mm-hmm. is where he actually talks somewhat like a human. Go ahead. I
2: believe this was his second of the
1: day. A long the
5: wor- time. What's that? The words are also God. in
6: front of him
9: here.
1: Yeah, clearly with the two, with the two uh, teleprompters.
5: It's good to see you again, my friend. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. And I'm very proud to be with you today as President of the United States. And I can we can count ourselves among the uh, earliest supporters of a two-state solution. As I stand with you today, now as President of the United States, my commitment to that goal of a two-state solution has not changed in all these years. Two states along the 1967 lines were mutually agreed to swaps remain the best way to achieve uh, equal measure of security, prosperity, freedom, and democracy for the Palestinians as well as Israelis. The Palestinian people deserve a state of their own that's independent, sovereign, viable, and contiguous. Two states for two peoples, both of whom have deep and ancient roots in this land, living side by side in peace and security. Both states fully respecting equal rights of the other s- citizens. Both peoples enjoying equal measure of freedom and dignity. That's what this is fundamentally all about. Every person has a right to be treated with dignity. It's simply basic. I know that the goal of the two states seems so far away. While in dignities like restrictions on movement and travel, or the daily worry of your children's safety are real and they are immediate. The the Palestinian people are hurting now. You feel — you can just feel it, your grief and frustration. In the United States, we can feel it. But we've never given up on the work of peace. You know, there must be a political horizon that the Palestinian people can actually see or at least feel. We cannot allow the hopelessness to steal away the future that so many have worked toward for so long.
1: All right, Jay, that's good. I mean, you can just—the the Obama influence is just um, oozing out of him in this speech as we go backwards.
9: My question is, again, uh, what was that podium symbol he was standing in front of? It's not, it, that's not supposed to be there. It, they're supposed to have a—you uh, know, the presidential symbol, right? Am I, am I wrong?
1: Well, this has come up a couple times, right? Overseas, we've talked about this because there's been places where he hasn't had the symbol, the presidential seal. seal?
9: I don't know; it's just a, kind and, of caught me um,
1: off right? G, haven't we? Haven't we've gotten? We have to. I guess we just have to should just look it up so we know.
2: Yeah, I believe last time we looked into it, um, when Fran or Fran really looked into it, we weren't sure if it's actually mandatory that they do it other places. Hmm. But I mean, if uh, you know maybe they have a if the saudis were the best they could do for that uh, hail to the chief was what they had maybe this is the best i mean is the, that uh,
1: like the palestinian uh, what is that their low um, yeah i was uh, gonna
2: say maybe that's the best the palestinians could do for the uh, podium i don't know
1: that
6: could be theirs as well because this is
1: their well of course people look at that as biden of course as an endorsement as in standing there from Studio 6B, Hour 2 on a Friday night. I don't think I addressed this in Hour 1. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this already, but uh, obviously, uh, President Trump today on True Social. Out of love and respect for Ivana, our big Arizona rally will be postponed until next Friday. So no rally tomorrow for the president in Arizona as he'll postpone that, obviously, with the um, untimely and unexpected death of uh, Ivana Trump. So no rally tomorrow. So, um, All right, hour two, live from Studio 6B on a Friday. Lots to still do. Crazy town coming up, as we'll try to put a, um, a period and exclamation point on this trip of Biden's, which has oh, been mostly... You got to laugh at the darkest times.
9: <laughs> a bow on it.
1: Man, oh, Oof. man. Just a disaster on so many levels.
9: When is he coming home? Do we even know, or is he just going to stay there for a while?
1: Well, he's coming home at some point. Um, Oh, yeah, there's other news to get to uh, as well. Obviously, we'll get to some of that. We'll get to Joe Manchin, what he said today. I'm not fooled by Joe Manchin as being some kind of moderate, although at least he maybe has more brains than anyone else, and he can actually read the room when it comes to inflation and when it comes to what people are feeling right now uh, so i'll give him credit at least there but he has not let me fooled that he's some moderate but uh he seems to be the only person who realizes what's going on with inflation in this country and gas prices and energy prices and he seems to understand that spending like drunk drunken marxists again is not going to help the situation. Especially when it comes to doing it for their green energy
3: utopia. And some of the responses
1: I see, I mean, you just have to, from the left, I'm hugging my kids tonight crying because Joe Manchin's going to make the earth. I mean, just
9: what? Amazing.
1: Right? Yeah, amazing. Hug your children tighter tonight Uh, because Joe Manchin is killing them. Is killing Mother Earth.
9: Yes. Just because of him.
1: It's unbelievable. He's nutjobs.
9: Oh, they're all out of their freaking minds.
1: So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Josh Hammer, who has an excellent opinion piece in Newsweek today entitled, Well, Resign, Joe. (laughs) And we'll get to his reasonings behind that um i posted an article in politico today why the democrats are begging trump to start 2024 right now a lot of what we've uh, covered already and maybe uh, definitely well josh hammer's piece i think is worth uh, get digging into but one of the other things digging into that we've talked about and i asked ed henry and karen turk kind of about this yesterday about people at freedom fest are they more worried about the democrats or are they actually more worried about the damn republicans and a piece by Robin Itzler entitled, Not This Year. In a piece that um, talks about just what we were saying yesterday about the rise of the Tea Party and the kind of candidates that we're running. And what happens when we get good conservative Tea party s candidates? And then what happens from there? Well, we know what happens. Mitch McConnell, and the marbles in his mouth, stick all of his money and sticks his face where it doesn't belong, and we end up getting rhinos. And that's the, the, the title of this piece is Not This Year. Addressing that specifically. So if we have time, uh, we'll get to that. Um, and we got some other things to get to, too. Did you know that the health experts at the NIH and the CDC are quitting in droves?
9: <laughs> Why would I be surprised?
1: We'll get to that if we have time as well. But right now, <laughs> Seems let's like get to one quitting. of my new favorite segments here on the show. Oh, good. And that, of What's course, that is Rick Delgado with What Even
9: Is That? All right, Damon. Well, thank you. And uh, hey, if you live in New York City or maybe you're even thinking of checking it out for yourself, watch this. Check this out.
0: So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit
9: uh uh uh, uh, uh what? <laughs> what what even is that? Um I'm sorry but but did we miss something here? <laughs> yeah. Is there some kind of defcon thing that's supposed to, you know, happen that we're supposed to hear about before we get hit with a nuclear weapon? Shall we play a game? Uh, no, I don't want to play a game. I I, I want to know what the heck is going on. I yeah. mean, why is the city of New York and they did this last week, releasing a video like this about what to do in case of a nuclear attack. Mm-hmm. What don't we know? Or more importantly, what do they know? <laughs>
1: they knew Biden was going
9: overseas. <laughs> yeah. Well, out of the abundance of caution, let's see what helpful tips we can glean from this. Oh, and boy. let's, you know, Damon, let's watch a little more, shall <laughs> we?
0: There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Okay. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. Oh. And no, staying in the car is not an option. Oh. You need to get into a building and yeah. move away from the windows. Oh,
9: Oh, well, okay. So when, when a nuclear bomb hits, just so you know, Damon, just so you're, just you're treat clear. Treat it like it's raining.
1: Right. Hard.
9: When it hits New York City and you see the flash, <laughs> uh, she says you need to get inside your home or a building as fast as possible. So oh. let's see. Okay, uh, everybody. Okay, so there's the flash. <laughs> And now everyone get inside. Let's go inside for a Uh little bit. (laughs) Okay, wait. Uh, You can't get inside because, well. Well, you're dead. look at this. You're dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What What our New York City nuclear bomb tour guide fails to point out is that once you see the flash, that's within seconds. Let's say it hits about a mile away. The heat from the bomb blast alone will be the first thing you feel and basically incinerate you. Yes. Yes. But being the optimist, I guess uh, we'll, we'll see what else here uh, Nuclear Nancy has to say we should be doing. <laughs> Go ahead. Step two. Okay. Stay
0: inside. <laughs> oh, Shut oh, all doors better. and windows. Excellent. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building
4: as sure. possible.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Yeah. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body.
9: Okay, so step two of these life-saving nuclear blast tips, Dame, is to stay inside and take a shower. Yeah, because... That's the first thing you're going to be concerned with once you've dragged your burnt body indoors, and that's your personal hygiene.
2: Assuming anybody has running water.
9: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What are we watching here? (laughs) Seriously now, I don't want to, you know, talk about all those blisters to get infected now, do we? And of course, I'm sure you'll be fretting about now, how do I get this melted skin and flesh out of my favorite flannel (laughs) while thinking, hey, when will this building collapse down upon me? But that's OK, because I'm sure she has an answer for that already. Radiation, Randy, carry on, please. <laughs> Step <laughs> I it was three, nuclear Nancy. stay tuned.
0: Follow media for more information. Oh. Oh. Don't forget to sign sure. up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates.
9: Official.
0: Yeah. And well, don't go outside yeah. until officials say it's safe.
9: Yeah. Right. And there okay. you have it. Step three is stay tuned. Why, sure. of course, after you and your house and the surrounding areas have been liquefied, Well, just walk over and put on your TV and watch your cell phone for official alerts. Maybe you'll even be able to catch that hilarious episode of Everybody Loves Raymond where you miss Raymond screws up, right? And Deborah yells at him for leaving the window open and everybody dies from nuclear fallout. That is not true. That's not completely true, Deborah. (laughs) Look. I'm not saying that planning for disasters is not something we shouldn't be thinking about and, and, you know, have plans for I mean, what to do, where to go, how to stay in touch with loved ones and family members. I get it. And I think it's, it's something that most of us, we probably take for granted and we don't even think about, think about it. But that said, why this? Why now? At a time when New Yorkers and most Americans, well, we have more man-made disasters that are affecting us. The odd timing that New York City would release this video now is a little weird. They can't protect you from gun-coding criminals and rapists. But, hey, when it comes to thermonuclear war, you can trust us. Yeah. That's when my spidey senses started tingling a little bit. And, uh, you know, forget me for pointing it out. Uh, me Methinks something could be coming, something they know about. But they don't want to tell us about because, well, I guess I'll leave it right there. I don't want to get into that whole thing of planning a scare event to seize more control of the population kind of thing. That's silly. We know that would never happen. But I will say this. Considering the size of New York City and Manhattan specifically, there's basically little chance that if a nuclear bomb were to hit, that you would have any chance to do anything but end up all fried and toasty. Sure. So. Let's hope that this nuclear preparedness video is is just a modern update to that old nuclear video they played for us when we were in school that featured a turtle and told you the best way to survive is to well, you know, duck and cover. Right? Yeah. And, and as they say in security circles, keep your head on a swivel, and if you're lucky it won't end up in your lap. All right, you've got this. Yeah. We got this, Damon. Detonation Damon. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> oh my god really what what, what is that uh, 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 that's the
1: strangest thing i've ever seen is it weird none of that's
9: gonna work well not only is it not gonna work why are they releasing that now it's like we just we just saw the bodega guy you know get arrested for protecting his own life you would think hey you know what we should maybe be engaging our citizens look we don't want you to take the law into your own hands kind of thing but here are some steps you can do to protect yourself now let's just go full boat let's go
1: to uh nuclear war this is kind of the um this would end up on the chip roy alert system yeah (laughs) the (laughs) the stupidity (laughs) alert system
6: new york city has done this kind of thing before though back in 2014 they put out pamphlets about getting plastic and duct tape to seal up your windows because that year ISIS was doing chemical attacks all across Europe.
9: Oh, but that's old hat. That, that, I remember when George Bush did that, remember?
6: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They keep doing it every couple of years because something's going to happen. It's, By the way, a, I'm sorry,
1: go ahead. Drew. No,
9: it's, it's, like I said, it's almost like they, they've, they, there's chatter and something's going to happen.
1: I would, uh, I'd much rather see us spend our time educating people about the dangers of the open border policy that Biden has and what it's leading to, like fentanyl-laced money that is supposedly the culprit of a mother on vacation in Tennessee, picked up a dollar bill or something she saw on the ground.
6: That's a very dubious story, by the way. Oh, did you see that. it? Yeah. Uh, from what I saw, she claimed that she picked it up, had all these things, ended up in the hospital. Yeah. And, and they've both, been able,
1: they haven't been able to yeah, they th- can't.
6: They can't verify anything. The doctors say they don't, it doesn't match fentanyl exposure, and drug experts say the amount that she would have touched wouldn't have put her in that state. Okay, I'm glad
1: you, I'm glad you said that because I read that story. It was on Fox. So uh, not that I trust anything I see on Fox right away, but it, I mean, it at least makes me at least read it. Um, and man, I thought it was strange too. I'm thinking laced dollar bills, and they can just—they made their way to Nashville somehow, and yeah, they're spreading how about the, the money around. Well, how did it affect anybody before it got to Nashville? Then, I mean, I don't
9: know. Maybe I, don't know. Maybe, I maybe thought the it was story strange, is a little, little uh, odd. What what'd you say? Maybe the story's a little odd. Maybe she's not fessing up to exactly what happened. Well, Depends on what
2: you're a- doing with those dollar bills.
9: That's true. Good point.
1: What do we do with those during nuclear attack,
9: I wonder? (laughs) Scoop them up off the bar and run.
1: All right, uh, Josh Hammer's opinion piece, resign Joe. Couldn't be a more appropriate day to read that. Or for him to do that, by the way, which I don't think he will. 17 past the hour live from studio 6b so the perfect pairing here would be crazy town g and then josh hammer's opinion uh piece entitled resign joe so let's first show you why you should follow that advice and then i'll tell you what that advice is crazy town biden visits the jerusalem hospital network for palestinians roll that
5: My name is Joe Biden. I am Joe Biden's husband. And, uh... Oh, this <laughs> line. Before <laughs> that, I that begin... So never gets lame. I'd <laughs> like to say that, uh... There's an old expression. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> I, uh... Oh, yeah, that one. My background and the background of my family is Irish-American.
1: Oh, so he did this right off the and, jump. And, uh,
5: we, uh, have a, uh... A long history. My colleagues, when I was a U.S. senator, used to always joke with me that I was always quoting Irish poets when I was on the floor of the Senate. Here we go. And they thought I did it because I'm Irish. I did it because they're the best poets in the world. And there's a great poem That'll from *The a man Cure though. Troy*. A, a paragraph. It goes like this, and it's. Classically Irish, but it also could fit Palestinians. It says history teaches us not to hope on this side of the grave. But then, once in a lifetime, that long for tidal wave of justice rises up and hope and history rhyme. It is my prayer that we're reaching one of those moments or hope and history rhyme <laughs> I are there any nurses in the room? now he's doing crowd As work if not I'm going home <laughs> I am going home was making a speech and uh, I had a terrible headache
8: <laughs> <laughs>
5: excuse me a terrible headache and
8: uh <laughs>
9: they should just admit him to the hospital This he's already there
5: I I had a terrible headache and I did a very stupid thing I got on an aircraft and I flew home turned out I had uh, two cranial aneurysms then I had the second operation I found an aneurysm on the other side of my brain the joke, the reason they went in twice to take the top of my head off is they couldn't find a brain the first time. You lie in the ICU, and I've not said this publicly before. And you look at the monitors, and you know if the line goes flat, you're dead. You don't know what each monitor is, but you know. And I really mean it, but it's true. What? Why? You just Did get tired. tired Why phone? this story? Even when you're Why? in pain, you just want to quit. And the nurses at Walter Reed Hospital would come up and they'd rub my face. They'd whisper in my ear. They'd get close and tell me it's going to be okay. The United States, the Agency for International Development, has been been proud to support this network of hospitals. It's part of our commitment to support health and dignity to the Palestinian people. Maybe the most overused phrase, word in the English language for the Irish is dignity. Oh, here we go. My dad used to say everyone, no matter what their circumstance, is entitled to be treated with dignity, dignity. Palestinians and Israelis deserve equal measure of freedom, security, prosperity and dignity it is essential to living a life of dignity. When I was vice president, I asked the president, then Barack Obama, oh, we got the name. Got right. I asked him whether or not Jesus. I could start what we called a cancer moonshot, because there's so much, so much we're just on the edge of being able to discern. And we started this cancer moonshot. That's how we all feel. Oof. Billions of dollars. I just need a shot at home. Something. I set up a provision where, like within the Defense Department, there's a special office. In the Defense Department, it's nothing but looking at breaking technologies, whether it's just across the board. That's where the Internet came from. The United States will continue to work with the Palestinian <laughs> leadership know that? for the government of Israel and with well, all our international mm. partners to ensure it. the East, East Jerusalem's hospital network retains sustainable, remains available. I could say much more, but if my mother were here, as if she'd oh, look geez, at no, me no. and say, Joey, hush up, You've spoken too long. But I want to thank you again for welcoming me, to, welcoming me today. May God bless you all, and I'm finished.
9: <laughs> Look. Wow. 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 Wowy wow wow. Wow. Oh man. It is difficult, <laughs> perhaps
1: impossible. To describe just how bad President Joe Biden is at his job, comparisons to Jimmy Carter are pervasive, but trite, and too flattering to Jimmy Carter. Perhaps a more apt analogy, given how civic strife has reached a fever pitch, is to James Buchanan, historians' typical consensus pick for the worst president. Ever. Indeed, to fully capture the absolute horror that is this senile presidential swan song would be a Herculean task, better suited for a David McCullough style biography than a column. But for present purposes, and despite the difficulty of narrowing down from such a vast sample size, consider a few examples from recent months. And then he goes through a lot of what we've seen him do from his speech in Warsaw. Biden veered off script and announced that Russian Vladimir Putin could not remain in power. In May for the third time in under a year, the White House similarly had to walk back Biden's claim about the U.S. willingness to go to war to defend Taiwan. This week, Biden touched down in Israel. For the Middle East trip of his presidency upon landing, he stepped off the Air Force One and said, What am I doing now? Shortly thereafter, Biden stumbled his way to a microphone and pronounced his desires to keep alive the truth in honor of the Holocaust. The following day, during a joint press conference with Israeli Prime Minister, Biden alluded to a list of pre-approved and presumably friendly reporters that his team had prepared for him beforehand. This was less than a week after the embarrassing flub back in Washington when Biden read off the teleprompter, end of quote, repeat the line. <laughs> and that was just a few weeks after the president fell off a stationary bicycle. These are not mere frivolous gaffes the sort that one could laugh off. These are horrific misstatements and harrowing diplomatic and geopolitical implications, at best, and indications of a palpable senality. At worst, there's something very, very, very clearly wrong with the President of the United States. Even the New York Times, for which President Biden's boss, Barack Obama, functioned as Democratic Party bravada, ran a recent piece entitled, At 79, Biden is Testing the Boundaries of Age and the Presidency. A mere three days later, Michelle Goldberg, a reliably progressive columnist for The Gray Lady, entitled her own column. Joe Biden is too old to be president again. The fix is clearly in. The doddering dolt from Delaware has a 38 percentage average job approval rating, placing him a whopping 17 percent underwater. I'll try to finish this if we have time. I'll link to it on our social media. It is absolutely worth a read from Josh Hammer today ed henry and karen turk when we get back right after this all right 30 minutes past the hour live from studio 6b on a friday night real america's voice glad you're in lots to do we'll do some more news for rick Delgado before we wrap but right now we are lucky enough for the second day in a row to go live to Las Vegas, to our very own Ed Henry and Karen Turk. Of course, you see them each and every morning, American Sunrise, sometimes live from Benny's on the Beach, which I still have not gotten down to Benny's on the Beach, which uh, I think come I'm going to come un- unannounced the day that well, I'll tell Karen, but I won't tell Ed, yeah, I'll okay. just come unannounced. Fun,
10: the, I love that. Yes, <laughs> the
1: day I go. So uh,
10: how are Let's you guys? We'll surprise I Ed. Want-
1: I want Delgado. I want Delgado down there.
11: He seems like a nice guy. I don't know why it's all about you. Bring him down, too.
9: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the breakfast tacos you got down there.
1: Yeah. That should be fun.
9: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You should
10: should put them on the menu at Benny's and come up with a name for them. Yeah, name them after
11: Jill. Jill, Dr. Jill. Uh, Look, I want to tell you, I want to thank you. Because I've been struggling. I revealed this to the world last night on your fine program uh, that I can't get a car. I can't get a new car because of Joe Biden's America. They're telling me at Range Rover, you got to wait up to two years to get a new car. And because of that, the Zen master is watching, called me last night and said, I got a guy. And he claims he might be able to get me a new car. So if I get a new car because of Damon and Delgado, <laughs> I will be friends
1: for life. Of course, Ed has to go for the Range Rover. He's right. not going down to the Toyota dealership, of
11: course. <laughs> uh, well, that's a Japanese car. Isn't Range Rover American?
1: I don't know what you're
10: buying. It's not. It's English. Range Rover's in English. English. Range Rover's so British, English? Oh, it's Oh, darn. British the joke brand. didn't work. Yeah, nice try.
1: <laughs> I'm driving a what Chevy is. Silverado, Toyota. Pal, what are you with, going with an American flag
11: on the back. Oh, well, so. you mentioned Toyota. You seem to be changing your story. Which one is it? Well, no, is it
1: Toyota no. or is it Chevy? I keep no. hearing different stories. From no, you. I mean, don't attack me. I'm not. I'm not changing my story whatsoever. So what? <laughs> why don't we talk about what's going well, on out there? I just can't there. get a straight answer. <laughs> well, you're never going to get that. Uh, let's talk about what's going on in Vegas. I like uh,
10: coming on this show.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, well, thank you. We love having Graham you guys. Rand Paul is in the house. Yeah, let's, let's talk about what. <laughs> You're
10: welcome. I, what's, like, I like that Ed's getting razzed a little bit, because I usually get razzed on the yeah, morning show.
1: Ah. So what's the day been like out there? We talked a little bit last night about some of the issues, President Trump's announcement, whether it's before the midterms, after the midterms. I have to tell you, and I know, I know you guys have been busy. I don't know how much you've seen of Joe Biden today. I spent most of this show today, huh. tonight talking about uh, Joe Biden's performance today, which is is scary. And it's beyond the comedy that it provides, at least for this show at this point. I've almost, like, changed my mindset. It's not funny anymore. It's not tenable. Um, It's scary. His performance today, you could barely speak coherently at times today. I mean, coughing fits, can't get it together. I mean, when is, you know... President Trump, it was every glass of water he picked up. Look at that. Look at the way he drinks. Look at the way he walks. Look at the way he goes down the ramp. Look at the way he's this. Ronnie, Ronnie Jackson, what's wrong with this guy? We need a full, we need to know everything about him. Biden clearly is in mental decline and nobody cares but us
10: why why is nobody around him doing anything about this are are they are they are they elder abusers what is the story i mean that sounds extreme but when you see this and you see this man who obviously has some sort of cognitive decline and nobody seems to be helping him instead they're propping him up today was the worst ever. And watching it, it's like you have to separate yourself. I always have to separate myself and say, this is the president of the United States. This is the person that's occupying the White House right now. And that's unbelievable because if he was any random elderly person, people would be having an outcry over this man being propped up by his family, perhaps, and there would be some sort of intervention. But we're dealing with such deep dark forces here that this man is essentially at this point looks to be the victim of you know maybe elder abuse yeah
11: and clinging to power because they're so desperate the democrats to keep it they think that this what was billed as a genial old guy in the basement would be the antidote to trump instead he's made driven the country into a ditch number one number two karen's right it is elder abuse Uh, and number three i think it's even deeper you mentioned dr ronnie jackson interesting character now in the house of representatives as a republican because he was the white house doctor for both barack obama and donald trump and you guys probably heard this story but i don't know if everyone in our audience has the last couple days ronnie jackson came forward to say that back in the 2020 campaign he called for a cognitive cognitive test for joe biden just because of what you were saying damon that you know the um democrats had spent so much time saying oh, Trump can't hold a glass of water, is he probably, you know, Let's and and then Trump passed the test uh, at Walter Reed uh, Army Medical Center, and then they made fun of him for talking about the death, but he passed it with flying colors. Ronnie Jackson said he should take a test, and now he says Barack Obama, no less a person than a former president, wrote Dr. Jackson an email. Admonishing him, saying, Why did you speak out? I thought better of you. You better not do this again. Sounds to me like a threat. And it sounds to me like Obama is in on this cover up, really. And I'm not exaggerating. It is a cover-up of the cognitive decline. Why else would a former president be, be chastising a former White House doctor?
10: And you know, it's, they're so predictable that I'm watching him cough and I'm thinking to myself, tomorrow they're gonna say he had COVID or something, and that's why he behaved this way, mm. and hence the coughing, instead of addressing the real issue here, There'll which be is, some cover, yeah. you know, we, we have somebody who is not capable of reading a teleprompter. How do we have him in charge of running this country?
1: Yeah, and it just shows you on the Obama thing, because Obama, the most dangerous president we ever had, did more damage from the inside to this country, on par with what Biden's trying to do now. Mm -hmm. But if he had any sense about him or any loyalty to the country, uh, you know, he would probably speak out the opposite. But of course, he doesn't. None of them do. It's all party. It's all power. It's all ideology. When it comes to everything, it doesn't matter. That's why people bring up the 25th Amendment. Pelosi, he would have to be he would have to literally be on the ground in a puddle for anyone to even think about the 25th Amendment. Pelosi will never do it. They'll never do it. But, but when you think yeah. about the power structure right now of, God forbid, and this is why I say the, the comedy is really starting to come out of it fast for me. If something, God forbid, was to happen yeah. to him, what happens next is really almost a scarier yeah. thought. Yeah.
11: Kamala next, Nancy Pelosi 80-81 wandering around at news conferences about "Ah, i can't even speak and
10: the the fact that the the behind the scenes people are the people that i worry about i'm not even worried about them i'm worried about the forces that you're talking about when you talk about obama and all these other people that are behind the scenes that are really working together that are really running it susan rice this is scary this is very very scary yeah
1: susan rice you never even hear her name anymore it's like people forget she's there ron Klein. now do either one of you buy for one Mm -hmm. second that gavin newsom as president biden leaves town is all of a sudden flying into washington dc to talk to ron klain about homelessness in california anybody buy that yeah that was very Bizarre. well that was
11: weird and then did you catch that that kamala harris as vice president uh went down to the strategic command down in uh, tampa um and was talking to generals which yeah you know, look they talked to the military but but why was the vice president while the president is overseas uh, going down to Florida to talk to the generals, she's not in charge. She's not the commander. She getting briefings and like, of course, she has to stay up on things. But I think they all realize, frankly, yeah. that this guy is go is sinking way faster. It's been happening, but the slide is now, and they're starting to think, okay, what's next here? And they're getting Kamala up to speed with military plans. Um, Gavin he Newsom's look coming. Well. Other Democratic leaders no. are moving around. Um, it's very strange, very odd.
1: Yes, worse than, worse than not well, Karen. Worse than not well. Today was a turning point for me. It was so yeah, bad and today. Yeah, it's not
10: just that. I was going to, I, I know I have a little bit of a delay, but I was saying, you know, it's not just the cognitive decline anymore. He looks ill.
11: And he can't barely walk. And then where do I go next every time he comes off a podium or stage? And did you see, I think it was in Israel before the latest you're talking about with the coughing. Uh, in Israel has a news conference with the prime minister uh, and then again if you watch the tape closely turns to shake hands with the air like he did a few weeks ago and then pull the
1: hand back oh I'm just I got it in my pocket you know I think he's trying to shake with somebody that he sees only he sees there Ed and I'm not kidding I swear I'm not trying to be funny I actually think he's trying to shake hands with somebody who maybe he sees there and no one else does I don't know how else to explain it I really don't Mm.
10: Damon, and I'm not a doctor in any way, shape or form, but there's plenty of references out there that you can Google yourself or use DuckDuckGo or whatever that say that some of the movements that he's made, like when he was doing this robotically are very uh, indicative of Parkinson's and people who have Parkinson's or have certain certain types of dementia see hallucinations. They have that condition so that seems very plausible when you say that which is again additionally scary it means that he's declining really 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 fast
1: yeah let's talk about a couple other things by the way josh hammer has a great piece in newsweek today and it's entitled resign joe it's time and uh if you haven't read that you should read it but let's talk about a couple other things we talked about the former president last night obviously the rally's canceled obviously so the family can mourn the loss uh we feel terrible about that we send our yep. condolences to the family uh, uh, 24 hours later from the last time we spoke have you heard any more conversation about uh, we took a poll on the uh, after we talked to you guys last night and the audience seems to think that yeah. waiting till after the midterm is still the play here have is there anything you know further on that from no. what you guys have heard today
11: yeah we did speak to some real american voices average folks who are here at freedom fest and it seemed like the consensus some are saying look Trump can do what he wants and and you know that Trump's going to take listen to advice and then do what he wants in the end we all know that and some are saying we know he's running just announce it whenever and damn the consequences but I think there's a consensus of people we've been talking to here at Freedom Fest who say just let the midterms be about Joe Biden the gas prices what it's we're so talking about, bad the, the what we just saw today decline. this is
10: before today why this have is any distractions
11: why talk about 2024 make it about Joe Biden in 2022 and then a day a week a month after the midterms big Republican victory and then Donald Trump rides into the rescue that seems to be the consensus of people think but again Donald Trump is his own man we all know that he's going to do what he wants to do but I think there's a lot of people in the party who want him to wait
1: yeah. You know, one of the other things that caught my attention today was this um, this piece in American Thinker called Not This Year. And basically what it says is, you know, as Republicans, we got to get out of this ground, groundhog style day where you have establishment, MAGA, um, you know, good conservative candidates run. They win, and then you get Mitch McConnell who sticks all of the GOP money in his face into these races and we end up with rhinos after that. How do we get away from that? What's the talk about that out there with uh, the Libertarians?
10: Uh, The talk about that is the midterms. It's getting the people out that aren't doing the job, whether you want to call them rhinos or any other names. You you know, the bottom line is these are people that aren't representing the voice of the people, the the reason that they're elected. And America's fed up about it. The people we talk to are done with it, and they want to see these people unseated. And, you know, speaking of President Donald Trump, he's made some very good endorsements, and he's out there with these America First candidates that are really driving that forward. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But it's really looking like we are really strong going in and the consensus has been donald trump should wait but also the excitement over the fact that we may be able to do this because it's gone too far i agree with
11: a lot of what karen is saying but to damon's question uh, when you say america first i'm not sure a dr oz in pennsylvania for example if he wins is really going to be america first is he romney Mm -hmm. 2.0 so there may be a shade of difference in what we're saying there here's a hopeful sign though you asked us last night and something broke today that's interesting you said the Republicans take power, are they going to be wusses or are they going to actually investigate things? I don't know if you caught this. Cash Patel, he used to work for Devin Nunes at House Intel and then worked yep. at the Pentagon for Trump, still very close to Trump, met yesterday, I believe, uh, behind closed doors with Intelligence Committee Republicans in the House in a secure room in the Capitol to talk about who they might investigate come next year if the Republicans power. I think that suggests Republicans like Jim Jordan and others are getting ready to really have some cojones if you will uh and go after the democrats
1: all right as always we love having you guys nice. on the show tomorrow 4 p.m freedom see you guys. Brunch Good from freedom fest say that three times yeah. quick ed and karen you'll see them tomorrow afternoon 4 p.m uh since the rally's not going on from Free- freedom fest live from studio 6b we'll do a little more before we wrap it up on a friday night All right, 13 to the hour live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. It's been a great week. I want to thank everybody who came on this week. Miranda Devine, of course, David Zier for making that happen. Just a great week. Um, again, the President's rally tomorrow has been canceled, obviously, for obvious reasons. He's moving it to next Friday uh, in Arizona, so no rally tomorrow. But I believe uh, Real America's Voice will still have some Freedom Fest coverage tomorrow with Ed and Karen around the same time that the rally was supposed to be. So make sure you check in for that. Uh, But right now, let's do some news. And here with the news is Rick Delgado. What else is going on besides Biden uh, embarrassing us around the world?
9: (laughs) Well, uh, of course, you know, we spoke about this last night as well, the sudden passing of Ivana Trump. uh, But we didn't get to uh, President Trump's um, truth that he released uh, officially from his account where he wrote this, that I am very saddened to inform all those that loved her, of which there are many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. She was a wonderful, beautiful, amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. She was so proud of them, as we all are so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. And again, that was from, uh, you know... President Trump's Truth Social account.
1: Yeah, I think actually Paul did read that last night. Did but uh, okay. Yeah, but that was uh, what the president put out. And uh, again, our hearts just go out to the family. And just for the kids, it's got to be so unexpected. 73 is so young. She seemed pretty vibrant and pretty yeah. um, involved with the kids' lives. You see the pictures of her with the grandkids all the time. and
9: Ten grandkids. Just terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. So an amazing woman, an amazing wife. And she's left behind an amazing legacy with those kids and those grandkids. So, you know, wishing them all the best. Uh, remember the guy we played yesterday, uh, Alex Stein, as he was heckling yeah, of <laughs> heckling AOC as she walked up the steps in D.C.? Well, turns out the comedy club that he was supposed to be performing at last night. Oh, let me guess. You guessed it. Yes, the D.C. Arts uh Club, located in Adams Morgan's Restaurant Nightclub District in Northwest D.C. What a surprise. They canceled his comedy show. Oh, geez, you're kidding. (laughs) Set for last night. Oh, man, they got (laughs) their pants all in a twist, huh? (laughs) Because of the heckling of Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Stein informed his fans about the cancellation, saying that he would instead perform on the steps of the Capitol at 9.30 p.m. on Thursday. So, you know, he invited everybody there. Uh, I guess any purchase tickets that were purchased in advance, everybody got their money back, and uh, they were more than welcome to join him at nine thirty last night as he uh, <laughs> performed for them uh, <laughs> on the steps. Roll that again, of DC. G. I mean
1: You see the police officer standing right there yeah. the whole entire time. Her reaction to this whole thing, and her effort, and her effort—no, her effort to get the the the, the Capitol police to. Uh, To question him, which I believe they ended up in the end, I think they ended up doing. I mean, nothing happened, obviously, but I mean, her response, given some of her tweets in the past and the way we've seen some, watch her aid, like, oh, like, what what did she think she was going to do the way she jumps back down there? You see the cop standing right here. He never flinches, he never moves
9: because well, clearly
1: there's nothing here.
9: There's uh, he wasn't doing anything. He was he was, you know, exactly. ec- exercising his first amendment right to free speech. And her response to this
1: is so like just draw the spotlight to the hypocrisy of all of her, uh, all of them, and her specifically, to her tweets about Supreme Court justices and restaurants. Oh, sorry for them. They got uh they got thrown out of the restaurant, but meanwhile they want to uh, you know, all these tweets we have of hers and every and every other position her party takes, but this, ooh, this is not democracy at work here, yeah. like it, every other time.
9: Yeah, and I'm sure she had nothing to do with the comedy club canceling Alex Stein's uh, performance last night. I'm sure that just, that just spontaneously happened. No, no undue influence came from, uh, from that whatsoever. So.
1: Oh, you know, gee, I didn't see that because it was underneath all the what even is that stuff. So, oh, can we see that before we run out of time? Uh, Pelosi's warning sounds familiar. WTF of the day? Let's hear this. I'm
7: crazy. What do Republicans have in store next? You can't travel to buy a book. You can't travel to see a, a concert or a play if they doesn't meet their, shall we say? Hey. I don't even use the word standards.
1: There's they're what. <laughs> what shall we say what if the Republicans <laughs> what are they going to do not let you go out kind of like COVID like we told you all to stay under your kitchen sinks I mean is she kidding me is she kidding me with that statement her party demands masks demands conformity demands shots demands stay home can't go to work disincentivize what are they going to let us do not go get books really the, the The irony and um audacity the audacity and the richness of all of these people is incredible, incredible. They don't even care about what they've done, the history of what they've, they 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 just it's like you are not even allowed to remember it when she makes a statement like that
9: yeah, and, and then of course you have the Aoc's response. To uh, Alex Stein, basically turning into the biggest Karen I think uh, 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 in Congress. See him over there. oh He's just saying stuff. I mean, that's exactly the opposite of how they portray themselves.
1: Let's ask, um, let's ask Supreme Court Justice uh, Kavanaugh which one he'd prefer. Yeah,
9: I'm sure. I'm sure he wouldn't m- mind the guy uh, with
1: the guns and the plan to kill him. Yeah, or um, some comedian standing on the steps. So I wonder which one he'd prefer to Ta- deal with.
9: Talking about his booty. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you're in L.A., get ready because 7-Eleven's going to close. Why? Uh, because they're getting robbed. 7-Eleven's corporate leaders recommended last Tuesday that all of, its, too. Yeah, all of its L.A. stores close for the second night to allow police to investigate a series of deadly robberies. Police in Southern California are working to determine whether six robberies committed um, over the weekend were connected, according to the L.A. Times. One customer and one clerk were killed during the death. Thefts on National 7-Eleven Day, so I guess they waited for the right day to do it, while three others are said to be in critical condition. Uh, From 7-Eleven's corporate office, they say this, our hearts are with the victims and their loved ones. We are gathering information on the terrible tragedy and working with law enforcement uh, to hopefully find out who is responsible for these. And um, the last one I want, go ahead.
1: This is by the way, this is a bigger story than I think people want to are, are recognizing it for Starbucks is closing stores in Democrat cities all over the country. As we speak because of the crime that the stores are intaking. And they yeah. he, this uh, Schultz who's back in charge now there said, this is not what the stores are. We, this is not what we're there for. Right. We're not going to do this. And they're doing it in all Democrat run cities. And, and there's no bigger Democrat left supporter than uh, the guy who started Starbucks, but even he can't deal with it.
9: Yeah. It's happening in Portland, Seattle, notice a trend, LA, San Francisco, notice a trend. All also,
2: those uh, I don't know about other states, but if you've ever been to a New York 7-Eleven, you know, it's not a minor amount of crime that would take them to close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Starbucks story to me is a much bigger deal than I think people so far have, have realized uh, how many stores they're closing, and, and what's the, what do they all have in common? None of them are in, um, not in Florida, not in Alabama, not in Arkansas, not in any California, New York, Minneapolis. Seattle, Washington, what are, Seattle, Oregon. what are they all, their home, their home base there, where they started. What do they all have in common?
9: Yeah, Crime uh like like uh, I'll show you real quick this uh this news report out of Atlanta just outside of Atlanta where yeah where where a man who was uh spotted on his ring video doorbell he gets into a gunfight with a man who was on his property obviously that uh you know had a gun was rummaging through his truck and his family was home he came out former veteran he fought in Afghanistan and uh you know he made sure that uh his family was safe I believe they
2: did get a gun out of his truck and they filled his car with bullets.
9: Yeah, they did steal one gun, I guess a revolver. Where was this? Down just outside of Atlanta.
1: Where crime is off off the page there too. Yeah. But, um, Keisha Bottoms, I think, is now moving to the administration, leaving there. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs. Thanks, everybody on the show. Uh, Thanks, Ed and Karen, for joining us. Most of all, thank you to Live from Studio 6B audience. Have a great weekend, everybody. Try to find some time to relax. We'll see you Monday night, right here, live from Studio 6B.